This is gonna be fun. We're fighting a war. Why? I said duty. God damn hippies! Wipe my ass. He's probably a communist if you ask me. I like dick. You're at work. I like Ike. I like Ike. Bush did 311. What? Look out, people. I don't know what you're talking about. Huh? But you like the bands? Jet fuel can melt. Oh, you said 311. A solid bass line. <laughs> oh, that's what I think. That's where I stand on that. Welcome back to the show. Hey. People time. We're on our second oh, episode. Uh, program. Program. You're right. It's a fucking program. We're on a second episode of Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. Part two. Part two. Here we go of Mr. Uh, Toeface Ike. <laughs> yeah. What? Nothing. I was just thinking about you jerking off to your own toe. Because you were saying you jerked off to him, and I was like, that makes it easy. You don't need a picture. You just take your shoe off and look at it. I could just, like, draw a suit on my big toe and (laughs) jerk it. Yeah. Yeah, I could anywhere. (laughs) Go to my neighbor's shed. Do we have too much jerk-off jokes? I hope not. Is there too much? Are we jerking ourselves off a little bit too much? Are we chafing? I'm I'm good. I I feel okay. Okay. Um, Sorry, Dad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kind of test to how everybody else feels about what we do here. Oh. But, you know. They're not here, so. You do what you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know jerking off. To my own toe, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. what I know. I don't like feet. Really? You got a problem? You got a feet thing? You got a little bit. A little bit of a feet thing. I don't like them. Oh, you don't like them? Yeah, I don't like them. I, I don't like touching other people's feet, and I don't care for them touching mine. Uh, feet are gross. Yeah. Uh, they're smelly, and they're weird. You like smell because it's like there's like fungus on there. Well, they. <laughs> I mean, that's not. A, well, that's the case. They're in a sock and a shoe all day long, and they just sweat. And yeah, and then someone's like, "Rub my feet." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna throw up." The fuck I will. I mean, I yeah, I'll give my wife some some feet loving every now and then. My wife is so mad that I won't because she really badly wants me to, and um, the joke is it, it hasn't happened. But the joke is that she has to be wearing socks and I'm wearing oven mitts, and that's. You should, you should try that out and see if it... I don't want to get the oven mitts all dirty. <laughs> I'm going to throw these away now. <laughs> Those are good oven mitts. Gross feet. She doesn't have gross feet herself. I just have a thing with... I don't I don't like feet. Even not gross feet, there's some nervousness. You're like, eh. Well, it probably doesn't help that uh, through my childhood and teenage years, I had smelly feet. I was just one of those people that just, unfortunately, I showered, did all the stuff, and then I would... Some, ki- uh, some kids. Yeah. Just, I would... Yeah, I had to make sure to take extra care to make sure they didn't they didn't smell. Yeah, I I had the athlete's foot when I, in high school. I remember that. That's pretty yeah. brutal. Not an athlete. Don't know what the fuck <laughs> happened there. You were in the showers. Yeah, with the other athletes. Yeah, yeah, just jerking each other and giving each other athlete's foot. <laughs> Man, if the worst you got was <laughs> athlete's foot, not bad. <laughs> there's not names for the disorders I have, but oh yeah. Welcome back to the program. Holy shit. All right, we're going to get right back into uh, episode two. So where we left off, Ike uh, finished World War II. Yeah, he, he finished it. He's done. He signed it. Yeah. And he wanted to retire. Like, is it Man. is World War II attributed a lot to him? Yeah. I would think so. The victory of it, yeah. Um, 
so his mentor, George Marshall, who was the chief of staff. Right, I remember. So he's he's actually in charge of the military. He's he's Ike's like only boss. Oh damn! I mean, I mean, so so Marshall was Roosevelt's chief of staff. Roosevelt dies in office. Shit. His uh, vice president Truman takes over. So his so Ike's only boss is Truman and Marshall. Damn! So he's up there. And Truman, you know, he was a vice president. They're not. They're not presidents. <laughs> not really. They just, they just, they just opt in. Yeah. Yeah. They're usually the guy that you want out doing the parades and shaking hands and smiling. And when the president unfortunately dies, that guy's in charge now. He get get some scared. They're like, oh shit. Oh, I wasn't ready for this. Oh, fuck. I mean, yeah. Like if Mike Pence took over right now, God oh, only knows. Jesus. An idiot. Well, um, so Marshall wrote Ike this long letter and then he published some stuff about how Ike was you're the guy. You we won because of you and your resolve and your integrity and your strength and Awesome. So Ike felt pretty good about that. But he wanted to retire. Said that several times. <laughs> uh, Could he not? I mean, he's all about like duty. And pleasing the yeah. I said duty. <laughs> but he yeah, as a as a as a soldier, he saw everything as duty, like duty to my country. Like I got to do what I got to do. And he didn't want to go to war. He doesn't like war. Once yeah. he started seeing the real shit of it. And you know, when a person dies, they shit their pants. It stinks out there. <laughs> These are children, really yeah. 18, 19 year old boys. So he's not happy and he just wants to call it. Um, that doesn't happen. We have a whole part two here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he gets appointed chief of staff to Truman. Marshall retires, actually, after the war. Really? Yeah, Marshall's like, I've seen <laughs> He's like, no, no, you do your duty, thanks. Hey, thanks for winning the war. I'm, I'm, go- I'm going fishing. <laughs> so Ike takes over as chief of staff. Um, he tours the world, um, giving talks about everything. He's just treated as the fucking savior everywhere he goes. Yeah. Um, Marshall, before he left, created what's called the Marshall Plan, uh, in which thirteen billion dollars was dedicated into amps, like amplifiers. Yeah, Marshall amps. That's a lot of yeah. So that is the what Leonard Skinner uses. Yeah, yeah. Is is the Marshall Plan? <laughs> if you've ever seen uh, Skinner. Well, actually, that's why Ike liked it because everywhere he went, he was treated like uh, Van Sant in '75. Yeah, everywhere he went. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't die though. The way Van Zandt went down. How did Van Zandt go down? It was in a plane crash. Oh shit! Yeah, Ronnie Van Zandt died in a plane. You know. Yeah. You want to be in the Otis Redding uh, Buddy Holly Club? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta rock hard. Ike did not get that privilege. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the Marshall Plan for real? It's dedicating thirteen billion dollars worth of resources to help rebuild a crippled Europe. Oh, that's nice. In today's money, that's a hundred billion dollars. Holy fuck. Hundred billion. So where did that money come from? I mean, it's dedicated over a long time, and it's collected from several different countries and allocated taxes. differently. Yeah, taxes as well. Yeah, yeah, you can't get away from it. Yeah. Well, uh, Ike supports that because Ike's thing now is all right. What caused uh, part one and part two of the world wars? And he's like, it's 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 uh, people not getting along and signing these dumb treaties. So he's like, what makes America work is the United States of America. Let's make the United Countries of Europe. Wait, he makes the UN? He doesn't make it. 
but he supports the idea and part of it is kind of yeah his idea he's like shit <clears throat> i did guys, not know that you guys should do what we do in america i don't <clears throat> think uh i don't think the brexit people are gonna like that so much they do not <laughs> no then that's actually one of the problems with with the un getting started is the brits do not like being told what to do that's huh. one thing i admire about them yeah um the french don't want to trust the germans the Russians don't want to do anything for anybody unless they get something out of it, and nobody wants to rearm the Germans. Right. So creating the UN and NATO is an uphill battle that Ike dedicates his life to. Okay. It's like let's get this let's get this shit going. Although everybody's getting nervous about the Russians, um, like I was saying, I think in the last episode when the Allies liberate a country, like when they liberated Belgium. Yeah. They find whoever was in charge before, and they say, good luck, you're in charge again. We'll occupy for whatever we need until the war's done, and this is your country again. When Russia goes into a country, that's their country now. Right. So Ike sets up this theory that he says is based off of his readings of Leninism, where he's like, communism only works in desperation. You go into a country, you sow chaos, yeah, and then you say, the solution is communism, guys. And that's how communism grows. Yeah. So he's like, all right, so we need a united uh, Europe, and we need to make sure people are fucking prosperous. Because if they trust their leaders, everybody's making money and buying Ford cars, you don't become a communist. So that's his next agenda. He's like, let's make the world work. Sweet. Good job. Um, So this is what he starts working on as chief of staff, which... I know Chief of Staff does a lot of foreign policy, but he spent pretty much the whole time in Europe just trying to set this up. Like, let's use the Marshall Plan money to get Europe in a good spot so that everybody doesn't become a communist. Yeah. Let's get a a global government going. Well, he's still got his mind on retiring. Global government? Isn't that kind of like the... uh... It's the Illuminati. Yeah, I was about to say. (laughs) It's uh, the New World Order, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, for for an old-time guy from Kansas, he's into... Yeah. He's into world governments and uh, hmm. maybe putting a computer chip in everybody and selling them to the Greys. Nice. I don't know what they do. Oh, I mean, shit. Is this when the Greys come in? The Greys do come. They do play in this story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he, he told Truman, he's like, I'm only going to be your chief of staff for two years, bro. Like, oh. I got to retire. I'm old. How old is he? What What's the time frame now? He's in his 50s. Oh, okay. So he is oldish. Yeah. He's okay. Um, so Truman relieves him after two years in february 48 and he is making the general uh, stipend of a, of a five-star general which at the time was fifteen thousand dollars a year mm. um which didn't feel like enough for him it's 150,000 now damn okay you're fucking fine six figures but plus yeah but he's you know high energy high intellect kind of guy so he he started the process of of retirement played a lot of bridge fishing, <laughs> poker, and just got bored. Oh. So he became the president of Columbia University with his his idea being, I want to promote proper education for a stronger democracy. Damn. He's a goddamn Uncle Sam poster. Like, <laughs> yeah. So he was the president of the Columbia College. Yeah, the university. Shit, I didn't know that. And this is when he wrote his memoir, Crusade in Europe, which I brought up before. I recommend anybody read it. It was a huge, huge bestseller at the time. Yeah. Um, it's like it, bigger than Malcolm Gladwell now. He's a he's a New York Times guy. I don't really fuck with him. I'm sorry. I don't. Um, who's who's that? Nora Robertson. J.K. Rowling? 
J.K. Rowling. <laughs> so Crusade in Europe was the Harry Potter of 1958. Damn. Amazing. Sorry, 1948. Amazing. Shit. It actually is really good. He's he's a surprising. When I read it, I was like, you didn't write this. I, you, somebody else? You yeah, somebody you else got a ghostwriter. And it says it was written by him, so I looked it up, and yeah, he had no ghostwriter. Shit, yeah. It's actually pretty, it's, it's very well written. Well, he fucking hated being the president of a university. <laughs> Why um, so? Big surprise that a war general from Kansas doesn't like intellectuals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Bunch of whiny kids. Really? You know, snowflakes. <laughs> Goddamn sons of bitches. So, uh, you know, when you're in meetings where uh, intellectuals talk about funding and uh, theories about whatever, yeah, he, he didn't care for it. He's a career soldier. He likes making big decisions that affect a lot of people. And that's not what he was doing. So these goddamn nerds pushed him out. And, well, they didn't push him out, but... He got he, sick of he it. He left. Yeah. He was like, ah, no. We're, we're at an impasse here. You're academics. I like war. I pretend not to. Right. I did fuck my secretary, but I'm not talking about it. I'm out. So, President Truman uh, runs for a second term, and Ike has been told by everybody to run for president because of his celebrity, and everybody trusts him. Oh, that might be a good idea for him, no? Fucking refuses. Doesn't even want to consider. Even, not won't even consider it. Why so? He said that uh, soldiers shouldn't take political office. They shouldn't take political side. Yeah. He's like, we work for whoever's in charge, but we don't we don't call those types of shots. Damn. He just didn't want to do it. Um, so Truman won his second term, so that relieved the pressure there. Um, this was just a fun fact I found. He started having some health problems, and a doctor told him, "You need to." quit from four packs of smokes a day to one and Ike, <laughs> so ike just said fuck that and quit entirely oh shit just nice. put him down mind over matter i'm man. surprised the doctor didn't just say like maybe just quit altogether because it's bad for you because then he would have been smoking negative yeah yeah we've been exhaling the cigarettes yeah yeah zero none percent <laughs> <laughs> um and he did that by he said he liked to sneer at the weaklings who couldn't overcome nicotine <laughs> after going from four packs? You know, I tell you Which, though, four packs a day to nothing is that's dude that shit, man. That that's, is yeah. Uh, your, your balls are wrapped around nicotine. I don't know how he did yeah. it. And I'm one of those weaklings he would have sneered at. I <laughs> fuck that. I, I yeah, I'd like to quit, but I go. I think from going from four to zero is that's intense, dude. That's gotta be the worst fucking month of your life. The headaches, dude. Everything. I bet he was just screaming at Mamie. Just, <laughs> oh, my God. Where the fuck is my fishing line? <coughs> Where's the silverware? Where's the silverware? Where the fuck? And she's fuck? like, it's in the silverware drawer. He's like, why is it there? And then he just starts crying. And he's like, I don't know what's wrong with my emotions. And she said, just smoke a cigarette. <laughs> no. I said I'm that. I'm not weak. I'm not a weakling. Well, you're being kind of a pussy right now, though, toe face. <laughs> Well, he bought a farmhouse in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, which is the Gettysburg. Oh. You know, from the Gettysburg Address. And really? Lincoln, yeah. So he bought a farmhouse over there. He's just an old man looking forward to retirement, wants to do some fishing and some golf and some farming. He's a grandpa now. Uh, he's done with the fucking government. So his, well, his boy has some kids, huh? Yeah. I was actually going to ask, did his boy die in the war? Nope. He was actually okay. He, um, you know... I, Ike wasn't proud of it, but he got some preferential treatment. John did. Yeah, I imagine. Your dad's in charge. Yeah, That's he's fine. That, that far up the top. Yeah. 
he never saw the front line and he, he was okay. Yeah. Um, he did some consulting for different military arms and stuff like that. Um, in 1950, the, uh, uh, Korean war happens where North Korea invades South Korea. Uh, Truman and NATO gets ready to try and go intervene in that. And they ask Ike's opinion and stuff like that. He's trying to stay out of it. They keep asking him to get into politics. He keeps saying no. Um, NATO starts having some issues with organization. Yeah. And Truman says, the last time we had a big problem, who was the guy? <laughs> oh, let's call Ike. So Ike's at his farmhouse, gets a phone call? Yeah. <laughs> You've been called to serve. He's like, oh, my duty. <clears throat> He's like, okay. So now, uh, this guy who has done more than anybody who's listening to this right now in half his life. Right. Is now also had a supreme commander of NATO forces. Shit, man. He goes back to Europe. Um, he keeps advocating for the United States of Europe. He's organizing, getting the money, telling people to shut the fuck up and just get along. And he does that for several years. Um, and while he's doing this, he's being badgered to run for president. Again, Jesus. the Democrats want him. The Republicans want him. He's never admitted publicly what party he votes for because he says it doesn't matter. Huh? It's none of your business. Shit. Oh, it's old school. I mean, that's, that's mentality, right? Yeah. You know, you keep that shit to yourself. Yeah, you don't talk about religion and you don't talk about fucking who you vote for. And that's, yeah, that's how he felt about it. Um, well, he, ha he has a quote saying, I say flatly, completely, and with all force I have, I haven't a political ambition in the world. I want nothing to do with politics. If nominated, I will not run. If elected, I will not serve. You goddamn cocksuckers. <laughs> Which is so funny because I can just imagine being like, politicians are like the worst, man. After going through war and like <laughs> sending boys out to go kill other men. And, you politicians are scum. I don't have anything to do with you guys. He's not wrong, yeah. yeah. He's got the right, the right perception on that where he's like, you fuckers. <laughs> and politics, you know, when it's all that uh, crying and arguing, like he just came from murdering yeah. Nazis and and being in charge of boys being killed, it probably smelled like probably seems small very, potatoes. I was about to say, it probably seems a bit petty. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I don't want to go fight for funding. Yeah. This is dumb. Well, the Republicans, he's got a lot of Republican friends. He's got a lot of really rich friends that he plays bridge with and goes golfing with. And, of course, they're Republicans. <laughs> that's just, some things don't change. Right. Yeah. Well, he wants to commit to his current assignment and run the uh, NATO, but some private groups start to organize for him to the point where they actually nominate him without his permission in the New Hampshire primary. <laughs> he says, I don't care. I'm not doing this. He wins the primary. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and at this time, uh, Truman is making some budget cuts um, because they have a $14 billion deficit. Right. And so he's actually threatening the American commitment to NATO because they just maybe can't afford it. And so Ike is not okay with that. He's like, NATO is the only thing that's going to keep us from killing each he's other like, again. like, you asked me to go do the thing, man. You prick. He's like, ah, maybe we should just pull out that. I don't know. Well, and that's the other thing is the main Republican candidate, uh, Robert Taft, who's uh, actually related to the previous president, Howard Taft. Oh. Uh, Robert Taft is a complete old school Republican, like complete isolationist, like... The rest of the world has their own problems. We have our problems, uh, which is, you know, build that wall. Yeah. So he doesn't care about NATO, period. So Ike's like, okay, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> so right. he does? He's got, in his mind, he has to. Because his only priority is NATO. 
and Truman's not into it, and Taft's not into it. And so he's like, okay. I love that I already know he's going to be the president, but the whole time I'm like rooting for him. He's like, no, he's not going to do it. <laughs> he just like, doesn't want to do it. The old man just wants to go fishing, man. Yeah. Just leave him alone. I was wondering how far along he'd get before they finally... <laughs> <laughs> So he gets, he wins the primary, he goes in, and now he's, now he's in it because he's got to do it for NATO. Now this happens. I'm for president, I'm for president, I'm for president, I'm for president. You like I, I like I, everybody likes I for president. That was a real ad that they... They put through the that, TV. Yeah, that was his uh, his campaign slogan was "I like Ike, I like Ike, I want Ike." Was, did he choose it? I don't know. I, I don't think it matters at this point. He obviously wins. Well, whatever it works. Yeah. Was that a cartoon? Yeah, it is a cartoon. Uh, it's like a black and white commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fun. I mean, I like Ike is. That's catchy. It'll get stuck in your head. Yeah. You're at work. I like Ike. I right. like Ike. You know, I do like Ike. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, it rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes, so it must be true. Um, well, he wins his party nomination against Robert Taft. Um, he selected a rat-faced, sniveling fuck named Dick Nixon to be his vice president. Hmm. Um, Nixon is the senator. He's a senator in California. And he likes Nixon because he represents a different type of Republican, like... So Ike is the global Republican. Like, I support NATO and spending money on things, which is actually really more of a Democrat thing. Yeah. But Nixon is more of an older school Republican who also agrees with NATO, and he's so handsome. And everybody trusts Nixon. Oh, yeah. Because he's a very trustworthy gentleman. This is not Nixon Nixon. Oh, this is Nixon Nixon. What? Yeah. he He's Eisenhower's vice president. What? <laughs> How did I not know this? I feel dumb. I don't know if most people do. At well, least not in our generation. Now I know, because of people time. Fuck, like, I love this program. I'm certain our parents know that, but our generation, I don't think, knew that. Nixon was vice president before he became president. Several years before, yeah. Because yeah. he doesn't become president after Ike. No. Well, he does after, but, but not directly not, after right. Ike, yeah. Um, for a few reasons. People don't generally like Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> in yeah. fact, yeah, he is a rat-faced fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, most of people course. get that from him. Well, um... In his uh, excitement that he's very popular, I like Ike's taken off. People like Nixon's Nixon. good looking. People were saying that, yeah, young Nixon. I don't agree. I don't know what young Nixon looks like, but old Nixon looks he looks fucking looks odd, right? There's something. Yeah, there. it looks like a shoe that got ran over. <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> but people back then liked him. So they, a toe head and a shoe that got ran well, over. And what's funny is how many quotes you can find of Eisenhower praising nixon's honesty and integrity and oh like, man oh, shit, uh, you don't know you don't even fucking know uh, um well, wait he, wait was ike around when nixon uh, was president is he alive still no no he is dead oh man i was gonna be like that would be pretty that would be too perfect if he was just like i think he oh. dies a couple of months into nixon's administration oh. and it's a few lucky a for ike he, fucking <laughs> a dude fucking... he's like he's the reason that people know nixon yeah none of that would have happened be embarrassing so so much for that Especially fucking after integrity. <laughs> well, when I knew him, he seemed fine. <laughs> it was honest to me. I don't know what you guys did to him. It wasn't me. Well, he forgot to uh, resign from the military, and um, whoever chief of staff was at that point, I didn't write it down, was like, um, 
you know, you still work for me, right? Yeah, you're running for president. So he sends a telegraph, resigns from the military, feels a little mixed about it. He spent his whole life doing that, and yeah. now he's not. Well, he, um, they start campaigning, and almost completely out the door, weirdly, Nixon gets uh, in trouble for possible corruption. Are you serious? It's pretty weird, yeah, for such an honest integrity. Already? Before he's even vice president? <laughs> what was the corruption possibility uh he he broke what we now consider like campaign finance laws where (laughs) they people would donate to the campaign and then he would spend it personally right he got several thousand dollars that he bought cars whatever he bought a dog there's a speech called the checkers speech uh where he explains all this and the dog he bought's name is checkers and he even says near the end of the speech like if you guys insist that I return everything, I will, but I'm keeping checkers. Oh, my God. So they call it the checkers. And everyone's like, yeah, you can keep the dog. You can pay for it. Pay for the dog and throw everything back. Return the Rolls Royce, jackass. Jesus Christ. Well, Did he that, think that was going to be like some sort of like, well, I'm keeping the dog. So and everyone's like, oh, that's so sweet. Okay. Oh, he's just a regular guy. Oh, fuckhead. I hate this speech because... It helped them win the inauguration because he seemed like an honest guy. After. <laughs> he complained. If you want to, you can check it out on YouTube. He complained for about 20 minutes about how I wasn't born rich. I just, I don't have a lot of money. Oh, man. And when and when they started donating to me, I felt I deserved it. And I was like, are you, fuck Ooh, you. That worked? Yeah, people felt like he was just, he's an honest guy. I just wanted to keep his dog. After doing something terrible, and then he finally admits to it, after I'm sure somebody probably pointed it out. Like, just, how is it? He just wanted to keep I'm his I'm surprised they didn't just lose Phantom. it for Ike, man. Fuck. Well, and they, they win. Uh, I mean, they do your typical mudslinging against uh, his the Democratic guy was named Adelaide Stevenson. And, yeah. yeah. Adelaide might... He's probably a communist, if you ask me. You're right. I bet he is. All that kind of shit. And then Ike is promising to end the Korean War because he's like, hey, you know me. I know war. I end wars. What, is, what has Adelaide ever done? He ever end a war? Don't think so. Yeah. Who ended the last war? Yeah. What? You're huh. welcome. Ike? Who? Me. Like Ike. Ike. Uh. Uh. Also, yeah, Nixon's a criminal. But hey, I li- you like Ike? I like Ike. I like Ike. Everybody likes them. Bum, bum, bum. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, reading through all that stuff made me a little sad just because, you know, he's a guy of pretty high character in a lot of his story, but the mudslinging in his campaign was as ugly as you would anticipate it to be. Right. Politics. Yeah. I mean, Brilliant. people talk about how bad politics is now it's the same yeah it's always the fucking same guys well he selected his cabinet uh which reminded me a lot of uh mr trump's cabinet a lot of businessmen without political backgrounds lawyers which makes all oh, so much sense i'm sure totally doesn't make any sense to me you want the guy who runs oil to be in charge of foreign policy that's what you want yeah and he selected one mormon actually ezra taft benson wow who uh his name rings a bell I think he might have been a prophet. Was he really? I don't give a shit. Benson? <clears throat> Ezra Taft? Sounds familiar. Hmm. And one woman, uh, Ovetta Culp Hobby. That's all I know about her. Nice. It was just mentioned in a lot of sources that he had a woman in his cabinet. I guess that was rare. Uh, not he, surprised. Maybe he's fucking her. Well, they, so uh, they win. What, what, what's the year? What's this time frame? He won his first uh, 54. 54, is, now he's president. And he's 54. He's the guy. Damn. Way to go, Ike. So, like he promised, he goes to Korea, goes to the front lines, mingles with the troops and the squad leaders, tries to figure out how to uh, how to fix it. His inauguration speech also kind of reminds me of Trump's. Um, quoted, 
The world has passed the midway point of a century of challenges, and America will never tire or compromise or cease to seek peace. Forces of good of evil are amassed and armed and opposed to us more rarely than ever before in history, all the more urgent due to science seeming ready to confer upon us as a final gift the power to erase human life from the planet. Hmm. It's pretty cheery shit. Yeah. So we just threatened everybody with nuclear war, like, better support me. <laughs> Jesus. She still got his rages going on and shit. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, people don't like to talk ill about him, but he has a fucking serious temper. Yeah. He screams at people. Um, it's said that at this point he no longer does things for himself. Um, he has assistants who dress him, hmm. make his food, drive him around, make his phone calls, write his letters. He's like, uh, I don't know, a delegation machine. Everything. Jesus. Still, still married. Wipe my ass. Oh yeah, still, still married to. Uh, that's Amy. who he was. That's who was yelling at right there. His wife. Wipe my ass. Wipe my ass. Hey you. Fuck my wife. I'm too busy. <laughs> Uh, hey, fuck my mistress as well. Too busy for that. I'll take a uh, ham sandwich. Ham! <laughs> fuck! <laughs> um, he held uh, weekly press meetings, which is typical now, but not typical at the time. Oh. A lot of people still, back then, in the way that uh, our current president sees the press as maybe more of an enemy, uh, he didn't. He Transparent it, like he was back in the military, I guess. Exactly. He thought, let's keep everybody informed. It's democracy. Let's make sure everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. That's a lie. Yeah. I'll come back to that. Oh, boy. But that's what he likes to he likes to present it as, I'm telling you the guys the full truth. I'm in control of the narrative, and you're with me. Let's all go, let's all go do this. Yeah. Hey, all of us. Come on, America. Hey, but, hey, co- hey fuck my wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, uh, he spends a lot of his time, and he gets a lot of criticism for being a, uh, what do they call it, lame duck? Where well, he, lame duck. He paints a lot. He golfs a lot. He he plays bridge a lot. What bridge is? It's a card game, I guess. It's an old person's game. Yeah. Hmm. I actually read somewhere that the world champion of bridge looked at some old Eisenhower games. I guess they wrote this shit down, and he said that he was above average, but not great. Hmm. So do what you want with that. <laughs> So he did a lot, but he was like, he's all right. Yeah. You know, it's bridge. He gives yeah. a fuck. Even the, the best bridge player on earth was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's bridge. Oh, I'm the best? Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, it took me like two weeks to figure out the rules. Hey, hey guys, what's sex? <laughs> <laughs> I heard a lot about it. It's not in the books I read. <laughs> uh, There's a fun story you can read in one of his memoirs where he, he calls it a war. He goes to war with the squirrels on his putting green behind the White House. I can only imagine this. <laughs> I mean, the way it sounds like this guy's just slipping. He's so bored that he's like, I was in a war. I won this World War II thing. And now he's like, the squirrels. The I just battle of the fucking green. Think of like, right? Uh, who's the guy from uh, Dennis the Menace, the Walter Matthau character? Just that old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just see him on his putting green. And you have assistants trying to fulfill <laughs> meetings for the globe, and he's got his twenty-two, and he's sitting out by there. You motherfucking don't get you. you. I see you. Get your get your nuts now, because I'm gonna blast your fucking head off. Get on my green. As he like charges onto there and like, <laughs> I'm breaking up the line. <laughs> Forward. <laughs> and he plants his flag in the hole where there's already another flag. And everybody's going. just watching that, like, whew. yeah. 
We shouldn't have. We shouldn't have. Uh, this was a mistake, maybe. Yeah, maybe a younger guy next time. <laughs> you know, I've heard this Kennedy guy is pretty good looking. He's young. Mm. Um, well, he is considered a budget hawk. He, uh, the deficit. I think he's he finds the deficit to be the most important thing because if the American economy is going well, we can continue to support NATO. No more nuclear war. Great. Nice. So he keeps his eye on that. 1953, uh, Stalin dies. He sees an opportunity for peace and opens up talks with the new Soviet uh, head, Khrushchev, uh, Nikita Khrushchev. Um, that doesn't always go super great, but he tries. Oh, okay. He gives many speeches um, for world peace and, and lowering the um, atomic... Uh, I mean, at this point, we're just pumping out nukes. Yeah. Just pumping them out. And he's nervous about like it. the whole world, right? Well, us in Russia... Oh, okay. And then Britain and France start the technology, and they start pumping them out as well. Yeah. And he's just getting nervous. Like, we have to pump the brakes here. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, that's one thing from his presidency I agree with, where he's like, we got to do something else. Yeah. Um, so he starts giving speeches about that kind of thing, where he was like, you know, the more we spend on atomic weapons, the less we're spending on assistance programs. Like, every military jet is a million bushels of wheat that's not going somewhere else yeah so he even starts advocating for lowering our military spending which doesn't seem like a very very republican thing to do or a military guy yeah or a military guy yeah a lot of people were pretty pissed about him for that That actually seems to be it seems to if you got a military republican guy going like maybe we should pump the brakes on our military spending then maybe you should listen to him there's a flag there yeah you should be like oh wait maybe, maybe he's seen some shit <laughs> and you're like oh fuck well and i do think a lot of it is um the the death that he saw in the war, he was like, we could do this again so easily, guys. Yeah. We need to relax. So the Korean War ends. Um, a lot of people attribute it to him. Uh, from what I see, I... Not much he did, really. I don't know. He went over there and said, hey, let's stop. And they, you know, they created a, a line that is still there. North and South Korea are still separated. It's the same line. Right. And they just stopped fighting. They signed an armistice and everybody went home. Yeah. He acted like it was all him. He made sure to tell the press, like, you're fucking welcome. Yeah. Um, the Cold War just uh, keeps going. So, all right. This sets up his presidency. This is your, that's your context. Okay. Now, I'm going to stop going timeline consecutive. Yeah. And we'll go topic-based. Okay, let's do it. Oh, my God. I'm so psyched. Oh, my God. So, uh, spoiler, he wins a second term. Huh? No shit. So uh, people weren't that mad about his some of his ideas. It sounds like who was he run up against at that point? Uh, and he ran again in '56. Same dude, Adlai Stevenson. Oh, right. did he have the same? Is uh, uh, did he have the same vice president? Nixon. Yeah. Yeah. He he started to not want Nixon because <laughs> so and I'll talk about it as well. He had he started to have heart attacks and strokes towards the towards the end. Nixon of Nixon did or I Ike. Yeah, he actually had, I think, two two heart attacks before the end of his first term. And he was like, I could die here, and I like Dick, but I don't want him in charge. What? I li- oh. I mm. like Dick. What? <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, that, I should have mentioned before, after the checker speech with yeah. Nixon, there were support groups who... They used the I like Ike, and they said, I like Ike, I like Dick, I like Ike, I like Dick. <laughs> Did they Dick. really? People were chatting. That's awesome. Like That's uh, the best. Well, yeah, he tried to politely tell Nixon 
hey, I know you want to be president. Maybe take a cabinet position so you can learn about administration and I'll get a different vice president. And Nixon is an asshole, but he's a smart guy. He's, he's like, like, no, nah, he's trying to get me out. He's like, I'm going to be the next president when this old ass dies. So Nixon refused to budge and he became vice president again. Damn. Um, but yeah, in 56, he won, he won again due to the economy and the stability in the face of, you know, possible nuclear war. Um, the 50s felt prosperous and as relatively safe. Yeah. So when he ran again in 56, he ran on that platform like, hey, the last four years, I kept you guys safe and prosperous. Let's just, let's just do it again. Yeah. So everybody agreed. So now, uh, because I'm not going consecutive, the topic can really be anything. Let's see. I'll leave it up to you. If you, what what you're interested in, I got, I got the CIA, mm. uh, civil rights, mm-hmm. McCarthyism, uh, aliens, oh shit, uh, nukes, uh, NASA, and miscellaneous. Jesus, that's a lot to choose from. I yeah. kind of actually want to start with the uh, CSI. What's going on with the CSI? CIA? Or CIA? Is that what you said? Well, the CSI. What did I say? <laughs> CSI. The, yeah, the, uh, so the the great that show. It's a TV show. Criminal something investigation. I don't even know. I've never seen an episode. It's CSI in Miami and CSI. I know I've seen clips and they look Marino. awful. I have never seen a cop show once in my life. Well, I've seen cops. Cops. That's a great show. Well, that's a fucking great that's show. That's a great show. But like uh, NCIS. Not, and yeah, I'm, I don't know that shit either. I think you have. I mean, that's like JAG. I think you have to be 50 plus to watch those shows. I don't know. I know a lot of people. That... Anyway, so. I, I have a coworker who. She's a smart person, but she watches those shows, and I'm always like. Yeah, the like, acting is like bad. old people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a guy with sunglasses who comes in, and he's like, we better solve this crime before the body goes cold. Ugh. And there's some hot lady who's his partner. And yeah. Like, oh, weird. I haven't seen this show before. It always makes me just think of uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, and she has to go. She's like the doc. Yeah. Oh, my. I would watch that <laughs> so show. I know. Right? With Jason Bateman. Just because it's so... Yeah. The psychic dog. <laughs> yeah. That's great. He's got a gun. Because <laughs> she looks into the dog and they're both her eyes glow. And she's like, oh, he's got a gun. And she could tell. Yeah, it's fucking funny. Anyways. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's great. It's hey, one of my favorites. This episode of People Time has been brought to you by Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Jason Siegel's strangely large dick. I love him, though. <clears throat> he has a bigger dick than I thought. Yeah. Like his personality comes off as a guy. Funny, funny scene. You just bent over, just crying, just. Uh. <laughs> All right, great acting. I fucking love that guy. I love him, and I hope or wish that is that the Dracula musical was. If it was real, real. I'd watch it. I'd and see I if he was. It. Yeah, if he was doing that, I would yeah. watch. All right, so it. the CIA. Yeah, CIA. That's what I want. So CIA. Um. So the CIA is n- new at this time. It's a pretty established thing now. Obviously, did he? He didn't come up with the CIA, did he? No, not. Not entirely so. Truman had the CIG, which is the Central Intelligence Group, mm. and they were used primarily just for intelligence gathering for foreign policy. Like I just wanted, or Truman just wanted to know what other people were up to. Okay. And when he handed the keys off to Ike, he was like, "I also have this special group of people. It's uh, it's Black Ops, so you don't need to tell anybody about it. But they gather intelligence." Yeah. Now, Ike, from being in the war, recognized how useful espionage can be, like MI6 and other people like that. Oh, yeah. Um, he was like, that's great. So he was psyched about it. He renames it the CIA in 59, 
and he hands off the control of it to a guy named uh, Alan Dulez. Alan Dulez is actually Ike's chief of staff's brother. So um, I haven't read it yet, but there's a book called The Brothers about Alan Dulez and John Dulez because they're brothers, and one of them is is Ike's chief of staff, and the other is an, uh, the head of the CIA at the same period of time. Damn. So that's the first and only time in history where two brothers ran the covert and the overt foreign policy for America. Weird. So it's pretty wild. But, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how much I need to explain this, but the CIA is pretty dark stuff. Yeah. And this whole Ike getting in front of the press and being like, I'm telling you everything, you weren't. You toe face fuck. <laughs> um, the CIA uh, under Ike pretty much immediately became the CIA that we all know and love now. Hmm. So in 50, well, okay, let me give some context. Ike thinks that war should be fought covertly because less people die, it's less expensive, no nukes. Yeah. So he has some moral way to excuse himself for this. Okay. But here's what actually happens. In uh, 53, there's a democratically elected prime minister in Iran. Um, we have him killed or removed. And Ike then, calls that order? Well, how much Ike was calling it and how much Ike was just signing off what the CIA did is unknown. Right. But the CIA, we do know, was in charge. It's called Operation Ajax, where... Ajax, like the cleaning product? It is about like the cleaning product, yeah. <laughs> And I don't know clean up. up with We're going to clean up this shit. Well, when Alan Dulles was thinking about killing the Iranian president, he was cleaning the tub, and he's like, I'm call this Operation Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to clean this place yeah, up. I'm going to clean the scum off the earth. And, well, well, what, what, why did he want him killed, or why did the uh, CIA want him killed? Um, it's pretty much always resources. So in Iran, it was oil. You're right. So, the, so was, that, like, was it even like political differences? No. I it mean, was just like, I want a, your oil. This is a democratically elected president who... Shit. So BP Oil, uh, which is, you know, the British Petroleum, owned interest in the oil there. And this democratically elected president was like, well, that's our oil, so I want us to benefit from it, so I'm going to kick the British out. Didn't, didn't happen. Uh. I mean, he tried to nationalize oil. He's dead now. Ad infinitum. That's... Jesus Christ. This is what's happened forever. So that happened. 1954, uh, the military revolt against Guatemala's democratically elected president um, due to perceived communism uh, that was never proven. So the president of Guatemala is charged with, you're a communist, even though nobody could prove it. And uh, he's, he died. Jesus. He was removed. In 1961, there was a democratically elected president of the Congo. His name was Patrice Lumumba. Uh, one of the only democratically elected officials in, or presidents in Congo. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Africa, it's hard over there. Yeah. Well, they were getting Congo uh, up and into a good, healthy place. He wanted control of his own natural resources. Uh, Belgium felt that Congo was their colony and that they owned the resources. Hmm. So the CIA had uh, Mr. Patrice uh, murdered. So this is all just happening. Like they're this just, just happening. taking out fucking political leaders yeah. in other countries just to get the resources. Yeah. Holy shit. American interests. This is why everybody being... fucking hates America. Oh my God. Dude. 
at some point we are not going to be on top and we're in a lot of fucking trouble. Yeah. Um, but interesting side note, the resources in the Congo that I was talking about is actually um, uranium mine mines. Really? For nuclear? Uh-huh. Okay. The uranium that came from the mines in Congo is what was dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Jesus. So when we started to get hints that maybe the Congo didn't want to play ball anymore. Just get rid of them and then we take it. The guy's gone. Fuck. Um, they hilariously, and I mean that word hilariously, attempted to kill Castro. Oh, no. <laughs> there are estimations that run into the 600s of how many times we tried to kill Castro. Are you serious? Why are we having so much trouble? I so mean, the, not that I'm, you know, I don't know. Castro's for... a bright guy, and the ways they tried to kill him are comically insane. <laughs> like, this is, I, I know I make shit up for a joke sometimes, yeah. and I hope that comes across. This is real. Okay. Uh, they planted exploding cigars into one of his cigar boxes, <laughs> and he noticed. He's like, this is TNT with this a wick. Not, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not going to light this and I, put it in my mouth. This is not a cartoon. <laughs> I, I can tell the difference. It's sticking out of the fucking... <laughs> uh, they put poison in, in uh, pens, like writing pens, that had a spring on it, where if he, if he grabbed the back of the pen, a needle shoot out and hit him in the thumb with poison in it. And it was such a ridiculously contrived contraption. He was like, this is not a regular pen. It's <laughs> <laughs> big and clunky. He's like, threw that away. Well, I don't get this. So like, uh, how is this is just common knowledge now. Huh? You can just find, this is all true information. Oh, yeah, this, just, is, this is on, uh, and yeah. How does our government answer you can Google this, this kind there of are books about it. Yeah. And they keep doing it. The CIA is still fucking around. Oh my god! How is it not been Don't demolished? Don't kill me and shut us down, CIA. <laughs> you can hear me. <laughs> I'm just repeating stuff I heard other places. Uh, <laughs> uh, go, yeah, but Phantom and Ghost. Good luck. Find me. We disappear. <laughs> if if the podcast stops here, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're dead. <laughs> of course, we weren't d- democratically elected, and we're not securing oil, so I think we're okay. Yeah, well, I mean, if there's books written on this shit. I'm pretty sure that. Yeah. Or those people, those authors died. <laughs> uh, what? That has happened, yeah. What? By not, the CIA? Not during Ike's time, but yeah, there, that's happened. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. There's a guy who wrote about Iran-Contra in the 80s um, who committed suicide by shooting himself twice in the head. <laughs> that's fucking hard, I would imagine. So, to be able to yeah. shoot yourself after you're dead. Be careful, everybody. Um, yeah, this might be the last podcast you guys hear. <laughs> hey, hey, we're going out high, man. Yeah. We're going out good. Um, they even hired a hot chick to try and... Um, um, what's what's the word? Uh, Sleep with him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have sex? Try to fuck Castro yeah. and then poison him. Uh, that didn't go well. He could tell. He's like, it, it was a weird quote I read from her. It's where, like you're a white blonde woman. What are you doing? Trying to yeah, like <laughs> he, randomly coming. He in? recognized what she was doing there, and he looked at her. And he's like, "You can't kill me." And then they fucked. Really? According to her, dude, that's the fucking most badass thing ever. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's anything. I'm still more... gonna fuck you, but also I'm not gonna let you kill me. Like, now go away. <laughs> you look an assassin dead in the eyes and realize that you're smarter than them, and you're like, "You can't kill me." I'm going to fuck you now. <laughs> and then you leave, she leaves. Like, oh okay, leave now. Go back to your stupid CIA. What did she explain stuff. to them? Just like I couldn't, I couldn't, I wasn't able to poison him? 
well, and this is probably attempt 400. So they're like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> he's like, yeah. <laughs> hasn't worked so far. <laughs> he apparently is seeing it coming. They're not being very discreet about. Yeah, I think. So they didn't want to just send somebody in to just be like, go snipe him. They tried. Didn't work. Jesus. They tried to snipe him. They hired the mafia to try and kill him. Didn't work. I had the mafia? Yeah, the actual Sicilian mafia. Didn't work. How the fuck do you... I don't get... I'm going to do a people the... time on Castro. This guy is magic somehow. Well, how does the government fucking... I just don't get how they get away with this shit that they... Fuck if I know, dude. And they're using resources that are not... Well, we're still, you know, Guantanamo Bay's out there. Yeah. We're still doing some shady shit in Cuba. Yeah. Um. Well, so the Bay of Pigs is the the CIA as well. Um, that's not under Ike's administration, but it was something that Ike was working on. There was a lot of expat Columbia, or Cubans in Florida who wanted to retake over their country, and Ike was helping support them. So when Kennedy took over, he's like, this is a great idea. Everything the CIA has done for me is fucking great. So send them over to attack Cuba. It's going to go great. Uh, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's the pay of pigs. That's still their fault. Um, there's also... Uh, we used to fly spy planes called the U-2. I think I know about this story. Have you heard of this? Then go on. Where we fly over Russia to check on where they're at with their nuclear weapons. Right, right, yep. And the Russians are pissed because the U-2 flies so high they can't shoot it down. But they know we're up there. <laughs> and we pretend when the Russians say, you're sending spy craft over our It's UFOs. Country. Everybody goes, what are you talking about? What you, we, we don't have a spy, No. It's, bull- it's weather balloons. Weather balloons. <laughs> it's grays. I don't know. You Is that it. where it comes in? Well, oh, that comes up a little bit later. Oh, sorry. But they they do shoot down a U-2 at one point. They are able to, huh? Yeah. So the narrative goes like it, 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 it falls out of the sky, and the Russians say, we got your shit. Yeah. Publicly. They say, we got your shit. The Russians are brilliant, actually. I'll give them credit for this. They take a picture of a different plane. And they set, put that out in public, and they say, we got your plane. And Ike sees a picture of a different plane and says, they did shoot it down, but they're bluffing. They don't have it. So they don't know it's a spy plane. They don't know what it is. They shot something out of the sky, but they don't know what it is. They showed us a picture of a different plane. The Russians have the plane. They have the pilot. Oh, shit. So Ike comes out publicly and goes, okay, um, it was a test uh, uh, experimental craft. It's not a spy craft. We just happened to fly over Russia. We're working on space stuff. It's not spy stuff. It's fine. Oh, no. The Russians go, yeah, this is the real plane. Just they, kidding. Here it is. And they gave out pictures of the real plane, and they said, also, we got your pilot. Ooh. And so Ike looked like an asshole on the global public scale. Wow. And the whole U-2 project was a CIA project. Yeah. They were spying on everybody. And once the Russians shot them down, it made us look like assholes. Yeah, I mean, isn't this the kind of same uh, plane they would use when they were flying over uh, uh, Cuba? And they Cuba was, like, they painted logs. Like, they cut down trees and paint them to look like missiles. <laughs> yeah. And it was just all, like... <laughs> I don't... One thing I can say, communists have a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I don't know, just cut down the tree and paint it. Fuck them. From up high, who knows? They won't be able to tell. They're looking for shit. We'll, we'll give them something to look at. Assholes. <laughs> Well, that's what I got on the on the CIA. There are many things to look up about the CIA if you're interested. Ike, um, this is not just my opinion. He is responsible for the CIA being the covert, nefarious monster that it is now. Bummer. Thanks, Ike. Yeah. 
Um, what else we got? We got civil rights. Um, so the civil rights movement, most people think about, happens in the 60s. Yeah. It is gearing up in the 50s, obviously. Right. Um, Ike appoints a gentleman by name Earl Warren to the Supreme Court because he sort of seems like a Republican. Warren is actually super anti-segregation, and segregation is the main civil rights issue in the 50s. Right. Uh, voting rights and segregation. So the Supreme Court has Brown v. Board of Education, which is the, you know, equal but they're separate but equal shit. Yeah. Where the Supreme Court sides with Brown, indicating that separate but equal is still not equal. Yeah. Ike does not speak publicly about that. But at a dinner with Earl Warren, who supported uh, the desegregation, yeah. Ike, because he um, uh, chose Earl Warren or appointed him, thought that he would side with Ike. So at a dinner, Ike pulled Warren aside and, quote, Southerners are not bad people. All they're concerned about is to see to it that their sweet little girls are not required to sit in school alongside some big, overgrown Negro. Wow. And that's a quote, folks. So he's, uh, he's, he's pretty racist. He's one of those old school casual racists yeah. where he's like, look, black people are fine. Yeah. I just want them over there. And they and they look different, and they smell weird. And look, that's not. I'm not saying that. You 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 know that too. They're different than me. Yeah. And I don't want my cute little girls having to deal with them. That's the wow. type of. Wow. Um, well, and this is why I think it's. I don't want to get too political with it, but this is why I think it's pretty interesting that people don't believe in white privilege. It's like, dude, right there. Fifty, forty years ago, uh, yeah, they, they dude, even school like. Uh, segregation was still happening in the fucking 50s and 60s. The 50s, yeah, right right now. Yeah, and yeah. fucking I, like prom, even they'd have separate proms, even when they finally started to be like, okay, we are now everyone's in the same school, and it's yeah. still the, and now it's the 70s, and they're still having separate proms and shit. It's like, fuck, dude. And what really bothers me about it is that Ike said very little publicly and did very little about the civil rights movement in the 50s. Yeah. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. was having his bus boycotts and uh, it, the only response uh, Ike had was that boycotts are illegal. Um, boycotts are illegal? What? That's what he said. Who said that? Ike, in response to MLK's boycotts of the bus. That's system. fucking stupid. Boycotts are not illegal. No, it makes no fucking sense. Ike, yeah. you're just a racist. So this is the part where I'm seeing where earlier being like, hey, he's not, yeah, you're going to find out. Yeah. He's not amazing. And look, you know, there is some context. He's from the South. He's white. He's old school. Yeah. But in a modern context... Look, you, you in World War II, there were black squadrons. Yeah. Those were people who were doing the same shit as the white guys. You have yeah. no place to be acting like that, Ike. Yeah. But historians now are just, like, divided on, um, is it because he's a big-picture guy and he felt like nuclear war was what he should be focusing on when it came to civil rights, he just didn't feel prioritized? Or was he just a racist? Probably, probably the latter, sounds like. Probably the latter. Where he just didn't... Because if that, he could say... If he wasn't going to say anything, fine. But if he said something and it was something racist, I mean, fuck, that's, yeah. that's comes your out answer. Publicly, he's like, I'm concerned about nuclear war. Don't care about Negroes. It's not because I don't like them. I don't, but it's not because I don't. It's because I care about the safety of my daughter, who's white. I don't want her to have to sit next to some overgrown Negro. I can't believe... I was like... That's crazy, dude. Like, reading that, my jaw dropped. I was like, fuck, dude. Shit. And I, you know, we all know racism happened, but... When you look at it now, you're like, fuck. Yeah. That's hard to digest. Yeah. Um, well, there's another situation you, look up, you can look up called Little Rock. Uh, there's a school in Little Rock, Kansas. 
where, or sorry, Arkansas, where seven black students, after segregation is now illegal, try to go to a white school, and uh, white, grown adults act like pissy pants little brats and block these seven children from going to school. Oh, dude, there was a book written on this. Oh, yeah, Little Rock's a big, big deal. Yeah, I think I remember reading about this in, like, junior high or something. Yeah, and in response to Little Rock, um, Ike doesn't do anything. Jesus. Um, no, he doesn't care, clearly. Nope. Um, the uh, Civil Rights Act is being worked on in Congress, and it is faced with the longest filibuster in history. Filibuster, give me the definition. Uh, filibuster is when a bill is being discussed in Congress, and somebody stands up and yields, everybody yields to their time, and they just don't stop talking. Oh, that's right, yeah. So as long as you don't stop talking and you don't sit down, you don't ever yield your time, you can filibuster. All right. So a, an asshole named Strom Thurmond filibustered for 24 hours and 18 minutes. How do you do that? He just really, really that racist. I mean, you get to the point, too, where you're just not even talking about anything. You're just like... Well, he, uh, let's see, he read U.S. history, state laws, amendments, uh, his grocery lists. His grocery lists? His sci-fi novel about white time travelers raping egyptians and how is this legal to do like you think after it gets used this way you're like all right i can get that you can have some time but once you start getting irrelevant like fuck off man if you're just trying to use it for the sake of the loophole fuck you the brave white man wipes his brave white cum on her nefertiti's oh jesus that's a quote from his short story are you serious Nah, that's me but oh i was gonna be like fuck dude no he did he stood up there for 24 hours oh my god uh but it passes you know um and then so Ike finally reacts when a six-year-old girl named Ruby Bridges is attempting in 1960 to go to kindergarten. And it requires federal agents to escort her to class. Jesus Christ. And Ruby Bridges is pretty famous. She's still around, and she's an activist for being the first. I mean, she's she was by herself. She's still around? She's still alive? She's still alive. Yeah, she was six years old in 1960. Damn, dude. How the... And she's a... The pictures of her, uh, like, walking to school, she's adorable. And and Norman Rockwell painted a picture called The Problem We All Live With, which depicts her, which is just about, yeah, the issues of, of race at the time. Yeah. Um, my ultimate conclusion on the uh, civil rights issue is lack of leadership, you dumb motherfucker. Yeah. Sounds I mean, look, like it. hey, maybe, maybe you don't like black people. That's not great. But your country is being torn apart because of it, and maybe, maybe... These are legal voting human beings, so yeah. shut the fuck up and make it work, and he he never did anything about it. Yeah, it's pretty asshole. I can't believe that. That's uh, where Ike is at with that. Yeah. Thanks for winning World War II or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously. <laughs> fuck off. All right. Okay. Uh, you got nuclear was on there, right? Nuclear? Yeah, we can talk about nukes. Nuke. Uh, let's see. So Nuclear. Project Castle Bravo is the first H-bomb. The H-bomb is huge. So hydrogen bomb. Exactly. So the atom bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima was 15 kilotons of TNT in in size. The first H bomb is 15 megatons, which, so a megaton to a kiloton is a thousand times different. So it's it's huge. 15 kilotons to 15 megatons. Um, Many millions, 15 million uh, bits of tons of TNT. So that, sobers everybody up uh, this is terrifying this is what we tested and we knew the russians are a touch ahead of us um they do end up developing the um 
what's it called? The Bomba. Mm. The Tsar Bomba. The biggest bomb ever. Yeah. And everybody's fucking nervous. So when we drop the H-bomb, it rips a hole in space-time and releases... Um, Go back to 1955. Kali Boom Death, the ancient god of we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, everybody just shits their pants. And uh, Eichstein's trying to have peace talks with the Russians. He gives this talk called Atoms for Peace, uh, where we try to advocate like nuclear energy being used positively like make power plants yeah give homer simpson a job type of shit um and trying to convince the russians to do the same thing and trying to get the russians to uh decrease making nukes he's like well i'll stop if you stop yeah khrushchev's like yeah fuck off because the russians are yeah yeah they are dangerous but they're smart they're like you're not gonna stop yeah well his uh his staff keeps advising him that nukes are a great military strategy. They're like, everybody's afraid of them. Just use them. So um, France is fucked up in Vietnam. I won't go into that, but this leads into the Vietnam War later. Yeah. And France is like, we need help with Vietnam. And his staff is like, nuke them. Um, the Chinese start having some issues. His staff are like, nuke them. Jesus. Um, one of his advisors had a tummy ache, and they were all like, nuke them. Yeah. That's just what they they did like that's the answer to everything so yeah fuck ike for being a racist but his sober mind was like we can't ever use nukes again yeah. if, if i do that breaks the precedent if we use them russian will use everybody's them. gonna start france using will use them. them britain will use them the planet will be charred so luckily we never used nukes again because he resisted that urge to use them as a military device yeah um, he actually had a press conference in response to that where he's like, look guys, and I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, you know, presidents are people too. We get upset. We want revenge. We want to solve issues, but I can't approach war with emotion. I need to be careful about this. Yeah. And so everybody kind of, kind of got off his back. Um, they do end up having a, uh, a test ban where everybody's like, okay, the nukes you have now are big enough. Let's stop testing them because we don't know what it's doing to the environment. Yeah. And in May, of 1958 an agreement is made by us in russia and uh france and britain like okay we'll stop by october so from that may to october crazy (laughs) i think you can actually watch a video online you can go find this where it will show the timeline and it will show like a little animation of the world with the nukes going where they were at and how big of effect it was in the area and you can watch this like well collectively they set off 81 blasts that summer Jesus. I mean, on the ground, in the atmosphere, huge I think Utah bombs. was uh, at one point a test point, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, out in the in the in the West Desert. Yeah, and there's some. I know there's certain areas areas in the world still today that they're like, you can't go there. There's still radiation. Well, my oh yeah, no, like, definitely like the can't. Bikini Atoll where yeah. we tested the H bomb. Well, um, my wife's grandma is from mid. Utah, yeah, and just west of them is a big desert where they used to test them. And the if the wind was off, like the wind was blowing towards their city in the fifties, people died of cancer. Jesus, a couple of years later, so yeah, that happened. Yeah, uh, but ultimately everybody signed it. Um, the radioactivity levels for that summer are the highest recorded <laughs> ever. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> who would have thought? Fuck. And then uh, there was a rash of cancer, but that's not that's not connected. No, that's not connected. Um, well. Ike's ultimate uh, takeaway from from nukes is this direct quote: "Destruction is not a good police force. You, you don't throw hand grenades around streets to police the streets, so people aren't molested by thugs. Yeah, so it doesn't make sense." 
And he said, Leninism is a type of communism where the objective is to make us spend ourselves into bankruptcy and then they can take over. Yeah. So it was like, so let's stop spending money on the military, stop spending money on nukes, stop testing nukes. And if we can all just sober up, maybe this shit will just calm down. Yeah. That was the hope anyway. And that's, that's where he landed on that. All right. Nukes. Nukes. Fuck. What was the other couple subjects left? McCarthyism. Oh, uh, yes. That's the one I want. Um, so. For 500, please. Joe, Joe McCarthy, for 500, mm-hmm. was a. Man. Uh, what is a man? Correct. Oh, nice. Yes. I always wanted to be Trebek. I, I forgot to phrase my question. So Sands the cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So, Joe McCarthy is a senator who um, hates communists. Yeah. He's an honest guy who hates communists. In the United States. In the United States. Um, so he just got into his head, everybody's a communist all the time. He's terrified of uh, communists being infiltrated in the government. Wait, wait, he is a communist and he's afraid of communists? Oh, no, he's not a communist. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought sorry. you said he was. My no, own. he's a senator and hates communists. Gotcha. So he actually, so Oppenheimer, who we were talking about before, uh, who helped develop the A and H bomb. So McCarthy, oh, so there is some documentation that Oppenheimer slowed the research on the H bomb. On purpose. On purpose. And people think, is it because he's a communist and he was trying to give Russians the edge? Mm-hmm. Or is it because he's a human being and he was fucking terrified? Well, he's the one who said, I'm the destroyer of worlds. Exactly. Mm. Most historians land on that, that he was so like, what are we developing? Just killed millions of people. Well, when he developed the A-bomb, um, you know, he was sort of um, psyched to be here and helping out. Yeah. Let's end the war. Well, then the H-bomb is far bigger huge and he's like if we drop this this is it this is the world because if we drop it anywhere that person will respond and they have an h-bomb too so it's hard to tell but mccarthy um had some trials about that shit and ike uh stopped oppenheimer from having to um uh talk about it in congress which pissed off mccarthy so mccarthy started um having these subpoenas of ike's um cabinet He's like, well, maybe you're a communist. Maybe huh. your people are communists. How can you do that without like any? Is there any kind of evidence that he's like basing on? Like, can you just no. point at that at anybody and then be like, there? Now you have to deal when, with this. When you look in McCarthyism, it's just wild finger point, yeah. finger pointing, just witch hunting. Yeah, yeah, it's a hundred percent. And a lot of people say that McCarthy, because there were communist spies. Yeah, McCarthy never caught one because he was just pointing randomly. Randomly. Yeah, and a lot of it was for his own ego, where he was just like. Well, look at me in the fucking newspaper. He's a fucking... You're a communist. You are too. My wife's not, a communist. How did it not die down after like the fucking 20th person? He's like, no. Well, what happened was he started going after um, Ike's cabinet. And Ike used what's called executive privilege, which was rare at the time in which the presidency can tell Congress no. And you're not supposed to use it a lot. Um Ike used it. It's actually one of the first times executive privilege has been used where his staff was subpoenaed to talk to McCarthy, and Ike said, no, yeah. fuck yourself. Um, in that sense, I agree with it, but executive privilege has been pretty much only abused since then. Yeah. Um, but McCarthy then goes crazy. He starts blaming the military. The military are communists. Your old, your old pro, or your old mentor, Marshall, George Marshall's a communist. So is this when everybody's like afraid of their neighbors from being communists? And yeah. People are reporting people like again randomly. Yeah, because McCarthy had like a helpline. 
Yeah. Yep. Report them. Jesus Christ. So luckily, um, all of this shit started to fuck up with McCarthy's head, and he drank himself to death in 57. Oh, good. So McCarthyism stopped. If he hadn't drank himself to death, it would have just kept going. That guy Jesus. was... That guy was an asshole. Yeah. But luckily, Ike... Kind of put it in place a little bit. fucking hated McCarthy. And he hated that he made a spectacle of everything and communism. Yeah. He was like, the communists are real. You're not helping. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he tried to let that go. Whew, man, this is a long podcast. Maybe McCarthy was a communist. Holy shit, I've never thought... Just fucking spreading the information around. I've done a lot of research in this. I've never heard that before. Like, really? What? What? Because he never caught one. Yeah, he, he was a communist. He knew the communists. Point the finger at everyone else in the room. Well, that get, sounds like something the communists right? would do. And get everybody talking about. It. Wait, what? What is what is communism exactly? Why is everybody freaking it's out about this? That fucking guy. And then you get more people talking about it. And next thing you know, you know, it's not that bad. It sounds nice. <laughs> it sounds nice. Yeah. Get yeah. the young kids, you know, talking about it, and maybe I don't know MacArthur the communist. I think it would be brilliant if he was. Well, let's talk about the fun. The then he drank himself to death by the CIA. Um, You're going to have another shot. Quotation. And another shot. And another shot in the head. And another I shot. I don't want to. I don't want. And then blast. Fuck, I solved the mystery. Are you caught? Yeah, he, he, uh, yeah, he drank himself until his liver just resigned. Mm-hmm. He's dead now. Mm-hmm. And Ike was fucking psyched. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely no CIA involvement. Don't shut us down. <laughs> um, so now to go with what I legitimately spent an inordinate amount of research on. Which one is this? Aliens. Yeah, I know. Now I didn't write down an inordinate amount of notes because it's silly. Okay. It just gives me a hard on. What do you got? All right. This is going to be fun. In February of 1954, Dwight Eisenhower met aliens. It's <laughs> a fact. It's just what happened. What happened? Okay, what actually happened was he had a meeting. In, well, he was on vacation in California, but he took a meeting to Edwards Air Force Base. And uh, the the staff there tell a different story. Okay, and this is the staff, like they're someone who were actually there? Well, they say they were there. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so in a hangar in the Air Force Base, he met what are called the Blues, mm-hmm. which is a, uh, or the Nordics. They're uh alien species. What do they look like? They look like us, but they're eight feet tall with blonde hair, and they, I think they wear blue robes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the blues tell him, um, look, if uh, the nuclear power in your, in your world is bad, it's going to destroy it. So if you get rid of all your nukes, you and everybody else will give you our space technology. And Ike says, well... I I don't I can't I don't control everybody else yeah. I can't do that, so the blues say, uh, okay we're okay bye, <laughs> they just leave no agreement made okay now before they left they did say but don't trust the grays, <laughs> so Ike uh, goes and has some fried chicken for lunch and then takes a meeting with the grays <laughs> of course, <laughs> right, and this is no there there are there are so many articles and YouTube videos you can look up oh that my god indi- that tell this whole story right the grays have a different agreement they're shorter right yeah so the grays are like when you think of the regular like little bald aliens right. with big eyes and they have gray skin yeah that's the grays now the grays are scary you don't trust the grays oh okay everybody knows that <laughs> so oh the grays tell eisenhower uh 
we're going to destroy your plan. We're going to take it over. Unless we're having some problems with our DNA. And we're related to you in some mysterious way I can't explain. <laughs> but you need to allow us to abduct people, to do experiments, oh my God. to take their DNA. Probe them. And cows. And probe. Yeah. And in exchange, we'll give you a few technological things. But really, in exchange, we won't kill you. And so Ike kind of goes, I don't know how to say no to that. <laughs> so that was what was agreed upon. But he wasn't supposed to trust the greys. No. The blues told him. But Wait, that's it. So how many people <clears throat> have come forward saying that this is what happened? And, and where did it start? Did it start like... Quite a few. Uh, it started, the, the theory started in like the 60s or 70s when like going through his um, like presidential timeline, there's a two-day gap. And that's where also all these conspiracy theories of aliens come into play. If you ask an alien guy, the conspiracy started with a guy who was there. Right. But I don't know. <laughs> I believe this all happened. Uh-huh. 100%. Of course. Look, if you've ever um, used a, a coffee maker, it's probably alien technology. <laughs> Isn't coffee makers before? Telephones. And telephones. Um. Zoos? Like a microwaves. Microwaves. Alien technology. Ah. Cell phones. That's just, that's just pretty No, cool. no. We know. Uh, I don't know how that works. No, we know now. It's great technology. <laughs> it's great. Well, um, he, uh, he has a granddaughter. Uh, sorry, great granddaughter named Laura. Laura Eisenhower. Laura Eisenhower is a self-described galactic historian. And what? Global alchemist. Oh, my God. Really? Laura Eisenhower, 100% on this story. Oh, my God. She's the main driver She of wasn't story. there, right? Oh, fuck no. She wasn't even born yet. Yeah. I, I think she's closer to my age than I So let me get this straight. You got a guy who has won uh, the biggest world war, becomes president, and you're like, I can't meet up to that, so I'm going <laughs> to yeah, I'm gonna pedal this. Well, she uh, she did say, and th- I think this gives her a lot of a lot of credit, she said that she has been abducted before. But that they're not physical; they're they're holographic scenarios that are fed to her from a computer chip that they planted in her. Of course, so naturally. When I hear her talk about how her grandfather or her great grandfather made agreements with Grays, I'm like, yeah, of course, I'm with you. You, uh, what did she say? She called herself a cosmic mythologist. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just fucking so losing it. Uh, uh. So that that happened. Okay. Okay. That's pretty funny. I think I only got one. Oh, I got okay. I got nukes. Or sorry, NASA. 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 Okay. Yes. Oh, we know a little bit about NASA because of a uh, little bit. We're nerds. Jack Parsons. Exactly. Yeah. He was. So, before, so NASA but... doesn't exist yet. The Jack Parsons is working at the GPL. Right. They're working on a rocket shit. Well, Russia was uh, ahead of us on everything. Yeah. Literally everything except being on the moon. No, yeah, got Sputnik up in uh, space and. Yeah, when Sputnik went up, um, everybody just had a collective. Because ah! they thought it was spies. Or nukes or whatever. Yeah. Who knows? So we started doing that. Ike didn't give a shit about any of that. He he knew Sputnik wasn't a military device. He's like, it's not likely. Um, he's like, space is not a military objective. I don't care. Yeah. But again, that's like Berlin from before in World War II. Where, where, yeah, it's not a military objective, but you're it wrong for could not be. pursuing it. Yeah. Yeah. Could be later on down the road. It could be a problem. So he kind of fights funding for space research for a long time. And I, a lot of people say that that's why we're behind Russia or were behind Russia. He does eventually 
um, signed the uh, National Aeronautics and Space Administration bill, which creates NASA. Nice. Now, he only signs it under the stipulation. It was presented to him many times by the military. He said, I will only sign this if the if the funding and the running is not done by the Defense Department. It's That's kind of cool. Civilian like run. Yeah. yeah. Because what he's afraid of is Space Force. Yeah. Which he's... Which is funny because we totally had... Totally right about. <laughs> Didn't we have our current president talking about Who? wanting to do that exact thing? <sighs> Fucking idiot. I think it was a year ago, and thank God, I think it's just dropped off. I shouldn't even mention it, just in case we have anyone that's like, oh, yeah, we should uh-huh. we should start talking about that again in the Space media. Space Force. Yeah. We have fried chicken and nuclear bombs. <sighs> and fuck our sisters. I want to fuck my daughter. I've had a lot of beers tonight. I want to... Cut out some of the stuff that might be a little aggressive that I just said. <laughs> nah, I'm fine with that. Ah, okay. Okay, miscellaneous. Just to give you an idea of present stuff. Uh, he raised the minimum wage from 75 cents to a dollar. Nice. He uh, renamed Camp David, which was like a presidential retreat. Um, it's called Camp David now. He's the one who named it that. He named it after his uh, grandson, David. Oh. David, interestingly, uh, later went on to marry Nixon's daughter, Julie. Weird. Kind of weird. I mean, I guess they, I mean, they would have grown up probably Yeah, together. probably. Keep it in the family. Um, he is responsible for the 1956 Interstate Highway Act. Wait, wait, wait. Real quick. What was the name before Camp David? Uh, different presidents named it different stuff. Uh, Roosevelt called it Shangri-La. Oh, they just kept renaming it and shit? Just kind of what... Uh, Truman kept it Oh, Shangri-La. after that. It's just sort of like, if a president spent enough time there and they felt like they liked it, they called it whatever they wanted. Weird. Okay. And Ike was like, no, nah, it's named after David, and it's stuck. Oh, okay. Camp David now. Sorry, what was the Highway Act? Well, so we are accustomed to Interstate Highway. It didn't have... It wasn't there before. What was what is it? There were some paved roads, mostly dirt roads. Oh, okay. So he signed the Interstate Highway Act to help the economy and create interstate highways, which are around now, hmm. like I fifteen and whatnot. Fucking socialist. Anything, <laughs> <laughs> not Republican shit. Yeah. He really wasn't a Republican. It doesn't seem like it. First, I mean, a lot con- of stuff. It, like socially, he didn't like black people. I was gonna say the racist part, but the spending part, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's all about NATO. He's yeah. All about. Spending on highways. Removing military funds to put to other shit. Yeah. yeah. To roads. <laughs> Not really Republican. Yeah. No. Um, he was a big part of adding under God into the Pledge of Allegiance Ugh. and adding in God we trust to our dollar bill. currency. Yeah. Which was added in 1957. Mistake. I have conflicted feelings about that. No, I don't care because it doesn't matter, but I think. The only reason why I care is because it gets brought up by people who are religious. By like, why is it in there then? It wasn't even in there until the 50s for one. It's fucking a racist old toe face who added it. Yeah. Okay. Who gives a fuck? And why does it matter if it's on your currency? Like, what the fuck? That's what you just... Go- Plus, look, you know, separation of church and state. Ike, you were wrong. Yeah. Fuck you. You were wrong. Yeah, okay, good. Right. Um, This is also during his presidency that Alaska and Hawaii are added to the union. Oh, yeah, nice. Last two states. So he added, uh, he signed the bill that added Alaska in January of 59 and Hawaii in August of 59. Was there, was there any reason why he wanted those to be added in? Does it say anything other than just, he's like, come Taxes, be part of the U.S.? Voters. Yeah. I mean, it's like Puerto Rico now where we take their taxes, um, but we don't let them vote. Right. I mean, they can vote. doesn't mean anything. Right. I think Puerto Rico's vote goes to the popular vote, but not the electoral. So... Hawaii was a Democratic place. Alaska was is a Republican. Right. They're like, hey, we add them, it's votes. Okay. Yeah, everything is 
politics. Um, the last thing I was going to talk about from his presidency was his health. Um, he had, fuck, dude, he had like, well, he had seven heart attacks his whole life. Jesus. But I think in office he had four. He had Crohn's disease. He had back problems. He had his knees were fucked up. He had a stroke in '57. Not the best health. No, he should not have been there. <laughs> and um, he ends his presidency on a you know quiet note. Uh, the world is uh, not a super amazing place, but it's calm and the economy's good. Yeah. So he goes out quietly now. Uh, Nixon loses the campaign against John F. Kennedy, which is yeah, it's kind of funny. I'm fine with yeah. And uh, Nixon actually blames Ike partially. <laughs> what? Fuck Nixon. Oh, why? What does he say? Because Ike doesn't really like Nixon. Who does? And I think that he doesn't want Kennedy in the office, but I don't know. I think he just can't help but just talk shit on Nixon. Like, he would go on the campaign trail and be like, and they would ask him, like, so what types of administrative things did Nixon make calls on? And Ike would be like, uh... Give me a week. I'll think about it. You know, I mean, he's an old guy who had a stroke and four heart attacks. I don't yeah. think he gives a fuck. I might have even been thinking, like, maybe this JFK guy might be a better option than... Yeah. he. Well, he hated the Kennedys, but... Oh, like, did he? Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> Those handsome, young Kennedys. Well, yeah, the Kennedys did weird shit, man. But, but They but... fucked Marilyn Monroe. He didn't hate them. He was jealous. Oh, maybe so. As yeah, except I'm for concerned. JFK's father fucking gave his daughter a lobotomy, JFK's sister. Oh my god! Yeah, that fucking shit actually happened because Just because she, she wasn't because she was not as um had as ambition like as much the ambition Kennedy ambition yeah yeah she, she just wanted to she just wanted to hang out and like live life hey I just wanted they're like something's wrong with you I just want to knit sweaters and ride horses and they're like uh, lobotomizer yeah sad dude that fucking shit actually happened isn't that weird anyways Kennedys are monsters well Kennedy wins JFK uh, in the transition Ike does. Super recommend that they follow through on the CIA's plan for Cuba. And JFK does. We all know that goes really well. No. Bay of Pigs went super well. Um, and then he takes off. Uh, oh, actually, sorry, I should say his, his farewell address is very, very famous. It's the, um, he coined the term military industrial complex. He did? Well, maybe he didn't coin it, but he popularized it. Yeah, oh, okay. he, it's attributed to him. Yeah. So the military-industrial complex, meaning if our economy is based on building the military, then the military and war never stop. Gotcha. And he's right about that. Yeah, that's pretty cool, yeah. And that's what we're living currently. Um, I like that. Historians say that it was because of his wish that war would end and that we would stop spending on it. Other historians say it's because he says, we don't need to fight wars anymore. I have the CIA. Which, I mean... If we have foreign goals, we'll just go kill a president. Yeah, that might also be kind of true. Which is what I think is what he was talking about. Yeah. Like, you'll see a lot of people on conspiracy websites say that Eisenhower's trying to warn us about the Illuminati. Like, the military and doesn't... Right. I think he was advocating for, oh, let's just do covert shit. Yeah. We'll do it sneaky. If brown people elect democratically a leader, I don't care about that. I want oil kill that brown guy yeah and put the brown guy that i like in charge yeah yeah Not so great. he is a private citizen now and he doesn't know how to do things he literally doesn't know how to use a phone is it just because of all his health and shit no because he's never done it what he's never used a telephone <laughs> and that's not a joke he's never bought train tickets he's never paid bills fuck 
he's been a public servant for so long that he doesn't know how to do any of that stuff. Um, Awkward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he did the best he could. He's like, AIDS? Come help me. And there's no one there. And he's like, Hello? oh, shit. Hey, fuck my wife. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Where'd you all go? Every time... For the last 40 years when I turn around, there's a guy and there's no longer guys. What is this device? The Greys told me about strange things. I didn't think I'd see a telephone. Sees his wife microwaving something. He's like, holy shit, what is that? (laughs) Um, Well, he does what you think an old guy does. He complains a lot. JFK gets shot. He doesn't want to consult with Johnson because he fucking hates Johnson. And uh, Johnson calls him up for advice. He yells at him. <laughs> is he really? He literally yells at the president of the United States on the phone. Like, like sh- Johnson was like, I need you to come to the White House to uh, help me figure out some NASA stuff and Vietnam stuff, you know? And he's like, he yelled at him on the phone. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not doing it anymore. I fucking had heart attacks. I and did stuff. enough. I was the president. Fuck you. I did enough. Fuck my wife. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, uh, complains publicly about how ungrateful the youth are and their hair is too long and they're not patriotic enough like every generation for the last 2000 years god damn hippies <laughs> and uh you know he spends about a decade puttering around in his garden playing bridge and complaining and painting you can look up his paintings they actually look kind of like bob ross they're like uh oh really that kind of style and trees and shit oh, it's not so bad um well all said yeah he had seven heart attacks in his life and the last one put him down. He uh, is laying in bed and he yells at the nurse to lower the blinds. In my in my mind, he's lay, he's laying there with you know John and Mimi and the doctors, and he close the fucking blinds. And then he's gone. Oh no, shit! And he's flipping through the channels like this TV these days. Oh goddamn fucking you know, Beatles, Beatles! You know, just fucking kids, and they don't get your hair cut. <laughs> Well, he's yelling, and he yells at his son and the doctor. He says, lift me up. And they, and they sort of sit him up, and he goes, higher. And they lift him up higher. This is all true. <laughs> and, he, and he looks at John, and he goes, I want to go. God, take me. And uh, he dies. Shit. March 28th of 1969 of congestive heart failure. He wanted to go sitting up. That was, that was important for some reason. Yeah, I don't know what I want to be laying down more like that. I'll be relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, let me let me get a pillow under my head. But he wanted to be up. He wanted to see God in the face and be like, I'll kill you too. <laughs> I killed everybody. I put you on the dollar bill. Oh, are you democratically elected? I'll kill you too, <laughs> Jesus. How much oil do you got? <laughs> no, that's no joke. So, uh, I don't know. I could go on a long diatribe about his successes and failures, but I I, I think we, we told it. All right. Good job, Ike. Bad job, Ike. This is great. Two-episoder. This is awesome. Lots of information. So fucking So much long. shit I didn't know. I didn't know fucking Nixon was his goddamn vice president. No. I didn't yeah. know he was a vice president ever. And the 50s are like, it's surprising how defining the problems we have now are there. Still, yeah, they're like, still around. There. Yeah. yeah. So, fuck you, Ike, but I salute you. Nice job. Also, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. But I say both things at the same time. Yeah. Also, Ike, that's a fun name. Thanks and fuck you. Ike is a fun name. You toe-faced fuck. <laughs> Thank you for your service. He's a really tremendous human being who's very strong, very intelligent, 
and also shitty. And an asshole. Yeah, that's how it happens with a lot of people, unfortunately, though. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of fun to have that conflict. Yeah. I like to think I have that conflict when really I'm just an asshole. <laughs> I haven't done shit. I, <laughs> I, haven't done shit. I yell at people all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. I yell at people all the time, and then I get in trouble, and I have a shame over, and uh, I don't save Europe from the, from the <laughs> Nazis. I don't have anything to fall back on. I'm like, remember that time, though, guys? When I, hey, remember, hey, remember that time that you like needed a quarter, and I didn't have it, but I told you I wanted to have it? Like, that's, that's close. That's close to the same thing. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, dabblers. We thank you for tuning in again to one of our podcasts. Thanks. And Thanks for dabbling into uh, history and people with us. And feel free to uh, hit up us, uh, give us a rating, give us a comment. If you have anyone that you want us to do a sh- an episode on, we Whoever. will gladly do a program on it. They just have to be dead. I like dead people. Yep. Um, do all the things. Click the like. Subscribe. I don't know where you click that. Click yeah. the. You know where it's at. Not you, our listeners, our dabblers. Yeah, I, I, I literally don't. Like, but we have so many platforms do. now that it uh, depends on which one you're on. So We're on, we're on most. Yeah, most you can catch us on ones. Apple yeah. Music, uh, Apple Podcasts. You can catch us on um, yeah. and Spotify. That's legitimate. Send us a thing of a do of a person. I'll yeah, do that person. We'll do it. I'll fuck them, dude. I'll fuck them. <laughs> um, uh, don't forget to recommend us to your grandparents. <laughs> show them how to give us a rating on iTunes. Fucking people time! Ugh. Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time! People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch. Thanks and fuck you.